welcome to the Sustain Pod. The Sustain Pod explores the ins and outs of climate change and how you can help. Let's live in harmony with the earth rather than against it. All right, the first thing you can do to reduce your contribution to climate change is educating yourself and others. Now, I understand that this may not seem exactly um, direct to reducing your contribution to climate change. However, this is so, so, so crucial in helping our Earth and ensuring that we still have a planet we can live on in 100 years. So this could be in many different forms. This could be maybe having a conversation about it with your mom and dad if you haven't maybe talked about this with them in depth before, or with your friend, or even writing a letter to your local representative, or just talking to other people. And then also listening to podcasts like these, while I don't have all the answers, we're still opening the conversation, which is great for educating yourself. Or read more articles about climate change. So yeah, that is my first tip for reducing your contribution to climate change. While it may not seem perfectly direct, it will still go a long way in the long term. All right, my next suggestion is to buy less. Let that sink in, buy less. In society, we're often told that we'll be more successful if we can buy this thing, right? Or by having this fancy car, we've made it or by being able to buy X amount of jeans. That's great. And while that level of shopping, if you have the means, does feel good, sometimes it's not necessary. For example, if you've had your car for three years and you decide that you want another one and you have purchased the car, it's not like you have to turn it into the dealership or whatever situation you have consider just keeping it because it's going to take so much more to buy a new car. Now that means going you yourself going to the dealership, the production of the car in the manufacturer, that takes so much energy. Transporting the car to you takes so much energy. So by just sticking with your car for a couple more years until, you know, financially it doesn't make sense to keep the car, um, because it is breaking down all the time or whatever the situation is. And this, the car is just an example. That can benefit so much because by buying, 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 not only does it hurt our bank account, but it just is a waste of so much energy that's not needed, right? Just because you think that you need a new car because you want the fanciest, newest update, is that really necessary? And if you have these goals of lowering your contribution to climate change, what's more important to you, that or having a new car or having a new pair of jeans, even though you already have four pairs of jeans? Now, one way to kind of get around this, um, if you are a shop, if you do love shopping, I'm not telling you guys not to shop anymore, but so just know that. But one way to get around some of this is by going to thrift stores, buying things secondhand. Not only will that help your your bank account, but it is 
um, reducing our carbon emissions and our amount of waste that we have because you're buying something that's already been in use for a while. So it's not like they're, they have to produce a whole new pair of jeans and then transport them to the store and then you go to the store and buy it. You're skipping that whole step, except for you going to the store and buying it. So things like that are so, so, so beneficial, even though they don't seem like they are. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about making small goals. Just try to implement this in small ways. Because if you tell yourself, I am never, I'm not getting a new pair of jeans for five years and I'm just going to have to live with that. You know, what if you change to a different size and you do need to get new jeans? Or, you know, something happens to your car and you do need to get it, get a new car, right? You have to be flexible. But implementing this when you maybe don't need to get a new tennis racket or you don't need to get a new blanket or something, just think that through in your head and be like, do I really, really need this? Because not only is it benefiting you and your spending habit, but it's also in turn helping the earth. So... A win-win situation. Just stuff to consider. I think about this stuff all the time, so I could go on and on about this, but yeah. This next one is a little bit controversial, but switching or implementing more plant-based options into your diet. This one is a little bit tough because some people, you know, are very, very set in their ways of eating and, and, you know, they like to live their life in a certain way and maybe aren't super open to trying tofu instead of steak or you know something like that I've had multiple conversations with my dad for example who is grossed out by the idea of tofu and edamame but loves you know all things meat and and cheese and all that kind of stuff so this one is kind of a tough one And this one is also just knowing yourself best because switching up your diet can be really, really hard. Um, It can even, it could get dangerous for some people um, because you may not be getting all the nutrients that you need if you're not maybe working with a professional or you haven't done research on how to get in enough iron, for example, um, or protein in some cases. So yeah, this one just takes a little bit of work. Um, But what I highly recommend and what I've been implementing into my life is just purchasing more plant-based options and just kind of throwing them in in my day-to-day. I'll I'll admit, I was a little bit grossed out out by edamame um, when I first tried it, but I have really come to love it. I used to not like it. It grossed me out so much. Just the thought of it, for some reason, like when we'd have it every so often, um, or when I would maybe hear of it or see it at a restaurant. We didn't really have it. I take that back. But when I heard of it, or maybe saw it at the store, I didn't think it looked that appealing. And then when I started to kind of get into climate change and figuring out what my impact was and just understanding more, I and understanding about how how the livestock sector contributes to global greenhouse emissions, I became a little bit more open-minded to edamame. 
and I had my mom buy it at Trader Joe's. She got the um, like pre-cooked one, like ready to eat. So I tried it one day, and I actually really, really liked it. I thought it was a little bit weird at first, but I was intrigued, so she continued buying it. And now I have edamame probably every day or every other day. I think it's delicious. So that's just one example. Edamame is a excellent source of plant-based protein. Um, super good for you. Tons of good nutrients. Yeah, sometimes at dinner, you know, I'll replace my, my chicken with my edamame. Or I'll have it at lunch. My favorite uh, thing right now has been edamame wraps so I do like a, a tortilla with edamame and some lentils and a cucumber and avocado and some uh some vegan spread and it is so good I am not 100% vegan I don't really label my food but um <clears throat> I do enjoy just finding some plant-based options now what's for me what sparked this interest in implementing more plant-based foods into my diet was reading this statistic, which was the livestock sector contributes 14.5% of our global greenhouse gases. That is a lot, um, especially for one sector. That kind of shocked me. Um, it kind of startled me a little bit just because of how much livestock I was eating in my everyday and I honestly felt a little bit guilty. Um, not that I'm saying that that was, you know, great. Like, I think for a lot of people, eating meat is really, really crucial to maybe their development or their health. And for those people, they need, they need to figure out what is best for their health. Because there are other things we can do to reduce our carbon emissions um, or reduce waste. So this is not something that is the end our be all or you have to do. It honestly just depends on the person. For me, I don't want to go all in and be vegan just because I want to, you know, let make sure that I'm continuing to be healthy and let my body grow as much as it needs to as a teenager. But um yeah, so just implementing some more plant-based foods into my diet has helped and has made me feel like I'm contributing. Now, one other thing that I just want to touch on that kind of relates to this topic is this ideology that I've heard from others in my life that, oh, the, th the product is already made, so what harm does it do to just purchase it? You know, the cow was already killed, or the plastic baggies were already made, and so on and so on. But what I've come to realize is that by purchasing that product, we as consumers are, in essence, rewarding that producer for making that thing. But if us as consumers decide, hey, we're not going to buy that product anymore because of climate concerns, that company is going to pivot to a more sustainable option. So we are in control. While, while we feel like, oh, the product was already made, like, what good does it do to just let it sit out? It's much better that some products never get bought and the company learns and then changes how they produce a product than just continue on their way, right? Not changing is way worse than just taking the step. So yeah, 
that kind of concludes my rant about purchasing and livestock and kind of goes on along with what I was saying earlier. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to do one more suggestion I have. Um, this last one is may seem simple, but this is a big one. And that is unplugging your electronics when you're not using them or unplugging your phone cord when it's not in use. Because by having the, the charger or the electronic in the wall is actually using energy. So for example, if you're not using your blender and it's out on your counter, plugged in at all times, maybe you have a blender that you like to have out. This is just a, a generic example. You're actually wasting energy by leaving it plugged in. So just unplug it. I've been doing that. That's actually an example from my house. We've been unplugging our blender um, or unplugging, keeping our toaster oven unplugged or when we're not charging our phones, taking the cord out of the outlet. So yeah, just small things like that build up over time. All right, so that is all for the suggestions today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to these suggestions. You may have noticed these are all things that hopefully at least one of these things you haven't already heard. You may have heard some stuff. I may have been a little bit repetitive. I hope I wasn't too repetitive. But I really wanted to give you guys some ideas can be done and that feel tangible. I re highly recommend, please do your own research also if you want to learn more about this or take one of my suggestions. But figure out ways to implement these goals into your own life that work for you. Don't work for the goal. Make it work for you because in that way, you're making it way more sustainable, no pun intended, for your own life. So keep that all in mind. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Bye, guys.